never stop us from worshiping. He'll never stop us from praising. Those joining by live stream, welcome this morning. I hope you feel the same spirit in your homes that we feel in this sanctuary today. Because he is alive and we are free. We are free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care where we are, we can worship. We can praise him and we can thank him. Hallelujah. Let's pray this morning as we prepare to pray for the lost. Every one of us have someone that we know that doesn't know the Lord. A lot of people walking in fear right now. Let's pray off and break that spirit of fear. Yes, let's use wisdom, but let's not be fearful. Let's attack the enemy. But we just sung the song that says we're free. And that's what we need to walk is in the freedom of the Lord this morning. Pray with me. Father, we thank you. We praise you and glorify you today. We thank you that the grave could not hold you. Death could not hold you. Hell could not hold you. Nothing will stop you. Nothing ever has and nothing ever will. And today we praise you. We glorify you that we serve the risen Savior. And we lift those that we know, Father and family members and friends that don't know you. We lift them before you today. And we're going to thank you for their salvations. Lord, for that co-worker, for that neighbor. Lord, for the one that we're going to meet in days and weeks to come. We're going to thank you for salvation. As we continue to plant the seed and allow the Holy Spirit to water and to nurture, we're going to thank you ahead of time. We're going to believe in this season. It seems to be a season of pulling people down. We're going to believe for victories to come through. We're going to believe for victories like never before. We're going to hear testimonies of what you've done through this time and through this hour. And we're going to praise you. We're going to thank you for it, Lord, as we take time maybe to be confined to our homes. But we can take greater time now to be confined with you, with the Spirit. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you set us free in our mind and in our thinking. And you set us free in the pattern of what we do. Lord, that we come more to you. We spend that time with you to glorify you and allow you to nurture us. And Father, we thank you for the leadership of this house, for Bishop, for Dr. Cheryl. We ask you to touch them once again. Fill them with your glory as never before. Fresh touch and fresh anointing in this season. Father, once again, we lift Apostle and Sister C and Dr. Gardner. We thank you. In their latter years, God, they continue to preach your word. They continue to go forth and doing what you've asked them to do. We ask you to glorify them, glorify yourself through them and what they say and do. Strengthen and touch them. And we praise you this morning in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together once again, because he's good. Well, we want to announce that Jesus Christ is still Lord. He's still on the throne. And uh, amen. He's there. Very present help in time of trouble. And so during this time, we just want to remind us, hallelujah, that we're still praying. Uh, We have our Friday night prayer that's uh, via conference call. Yeah. And if you would like to get connected with our Friday night uh, hour or and a half of power, yeah. please see um, right here our elder, Pastor Dave. <laughs> Raise your hand if you want to get you know, an email inviting you yeah. to the prayer time. Amen. Our, our Brunel's over there. The whole family, they just be praying for Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> 
Dr. Cheryl is there, the bishop is there, and so if you'd like to get connected, they just need your email address. Then on Saturday mornings, Bishop and Dr. Cheryl, they are still praying. You know, I, I just love listening to them, and they just pray with so much power and fervency, and they pray through the, uh, you know, the coughing. They pray through everything. They just did nothing stop them at all. And so with that being the case, we are welcome. We have the prayer line there. It's in the bulletin, so praise God. We just praying, 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 and praying, and praying, and praying. But we're not just praying just to be praying. We're praying that believing God hears and he answers prayer. Right. That we are making impact. Yes. That we are making inroads in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so, uh, again, right now, we are go I want to remind you that the National Day of Prayer is uh, not going to be at the City Hall this year. Those of you that were counting on coming and praying and being with us, it will not be this year in the city hall because they've shut it down to our uh, outside gatherings or gatherings on the inside of the place there. And that's understandable. And so with that in mind, I gave you all the time to write out your checks uh, right. to ECC or to Evangel. And uh, if you are going ahead and give by credit card, you just go ahead and get that envelope in front of you behind the pew. If you are giving via live stream, Go ahead and click on that donate button there, and um, glory to God, we'll be able to receive your offering thereby. We're just going to receive one offering today, so all that you are going to give, go ahead and just put that in your envelope right now yeah. in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so with that in mind, we're just going to go ahead. <laughs> Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad Let the people of God sing His praise all over the land Everyone in the valley, come and lift your voice All those on the mountaintop be glad and shout for joy Rise up and praise Him Him. Let's worship the Holy One with all 
rise up and praise him. Amen. Is it possible for you to play that at the end? All right. Let's just go to prayer this morning. And I just want to pray and welcome God into this place. I think the second most awesome psalm for me is Psalm 91 is my first, but Psalm 51. And I just want to pray this morning as we begin. Father, we are desperate for you, God. We are desperate for your presence and your grace and your mercy. And according to your word in Psalm 51, God, have mercy on us. According to your unfailing love, your great compassion, blot out all of our transgressions. Create in us clean hearts. Clean hearts, O oh God. Steadfast spirit, don't cast us from your Holy Spirit presence. Renew us. Restore us. Grant us willing spirits to sustain us. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. God, you will not despise. So thank you this morning for your forgiveness, for your grace, your cleansing, your mercies. Thank you for what you are about to impart into our spirits. God, we just humble ourselves and we ask you to have your way and do what only you can do in us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. How many of you are thankful for forgiveness, for grace, for mercy? And I'm just so thankful that you are joining us this morning. I am so thankful that we're coming out the other side of all of this. Amen? Even if you're just watching me by live stream, are you excited? Are you looking to what God's done and what he'll continue to do in your life? Bishop and I just bring you greetings this morning. We miss you. We cannot wait to hug your little faces somewhere down the road. Amen? But I want to just share with you this morning, what changes your atmosphere? That's what we're talking about this morning. Let's change the atmosphere. Now, God's changed the atmosphere. He's changed everything. How many of you see that? He's changed it all. But I want to look at this morning and what can change your atmosphere right where you're at? And one of the things I want you to see is praise and worship change your atmosphere. That song, 
Pastor Lance could not have known what I was talking about. But he chose a song that changed the atmosphere. Praise. Praise him. Do that this morning, right where you're at. Just begin to say, thank you, Jesus, and praise him. Praise him for this beautiful day. Praise him for the greenery outside. Praise him for the atmosphere. Praise him that you're alive and breathing. Praise him. And what happens when we begin to praise him is something gets released from heaven. Something gets released into you, and it changes you. Good example of this. Look with me at Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. So the people shouted. See, praising it translates praise. They shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted, hallelujah, with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man went up into the city shouting. And what happened? The wall came down in Jericho. You're going to level the enemy and you're going to level the walls in your life when you begin to shout praise to God. Oh, but Dr. Cheryl, I've lost so much in this season and I've gone through so much. I know every person has from where they're sitting. But even if you're there right now in your home or in your bedroom or your living room or wherever, just jump up and shout hallelujah. It's like slapping that enemy right in the face. And how about Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and 26? Look at this. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. When you're in your midnight, how many of you have been in midnight recently? <laughs> and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. See, you never know when someone's watching what you're going to do. In verse 26, and suddenly, this is the year of suddenlies. There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's hands were loose or bands were loosed. What happened here? They began to shout praise to God. And the chains fell off. The bondage fell off. What happens when you begin to praise God in the midst of midnight? When things look bleak, you say, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to praise him. And as you do that, stuff falls away. Stuff falls away. Junk falls away. Your problem might still be there, but you're going to see it in a whole different light with strategy, with plan and purpose for what God wants to do. 
I've been studying the Hebrew in a rabbi's book, and Hashem, H-A-S-H-E-M. Hashem is the word for God. And every Jew that studies the Torah, that studies the rabbinical works, will tell you that Hashem is in control. Hashem is in control. Not the circumstances, not the world, not your family, not anything. Hashem. And if we'll come to the place where that becomes centered to our being, Hashem is in control. Doesn't mean he sent it. Doesn't mean that's what he's purposed for your life. But it means he's going to use it. And you're coming out the other side. And you're going to get blessed. Because Hashem is in control. Second Chronicles 5. 11, 13, and 14. Let's look at this. It came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by course. It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord and when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, his mercy endures forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. Listen, you're a priest. I'm a priest. We have a right that as it comes to pass, as you're walking through COVID-19, as you're walking through your circumstance and your loss and your situation, and you sing and you praise and you shout to God, and you can cry your heart out to God, but guess what? The glory of the Lord, the cloud fills the place. And look at verse 14, the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Listen to me. The cloud will settle on you, and you won't even be able to stand. And God's glory fills the house and fills your house. How many of you have been so overwhelmed? by the presence of God that you can't stand, that you can't not cry. This place right now is so filled with the glory of God. God sent the praisers out ahead of the army. Why? Why did us dancers get sent out ahead to dance our way through? Because that was the ensuring that the battle was already won. Praise him. Thank him. I'm supposed to thank him for all this loss, Pastor Cheryl. I'm supposed to thank him when I don't have what I need to live. I'm so yes, because Hashem is in control. And he's gonna make a way 
He'll lay it on the hearts of others to help. He'll lay it on, he'll do a miracle. I want to challenge you. I know our governor has extended it to the 15th of May, but that's two more weeks, two and a half weeks, whatever. And I want to challenge you. A 15-minute challenge every day. And I want some praise reports, amen? But I want to challenge you. 15 minutes a day, begin to praise God. Just spend 15 solid minutes where all you're doing is, thank you, Jesus. Praise him. You don't have to get loud and crazy unless that's what you like, and that's what God likes, and that's what you do. You do you. And you just begin to praise him and thank him and focus on him and say, Jesus, thank you. And run around your house and thank him and praise him. 15 minutes a day. And if you want to throw some fasting in there, it sure won't hurt. So many are saying, oh, my word, I'm coming out of the COVID, but I'm about 20 pounds heavier. No. No, because that means you're turning to food. Don't turn to food. Turn to him. Thank him and praise him. And it's good exercise. Start jumping up and down. Look at all the sound people are back there jumping and shouting. And they're not even 15 pounds heavier. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Change in this atmosphere. Change your atmosphere in quarantine. And I want to look at that word for a minute. Because it sounds, after COVID-19, it sounds like an evil word, quarantine. But listen, I love digging up roots of words and stuff. It comes from the Latin root. How about that one? And it comes from a root meaning 40. Wow. You say, well, big deal. No, listen. It didn't come from a Latin word meaning 20. It didn't come from a Latin word meaning 32. It came from the Latin word of 40, the root of 40. Well, if we look scripturally at this, the flood was 40 days. And what did it do? It cleansed the earth. How about uh, Moses? When he left Egypt, he was wandering himself for 40 years. And then God tapped him. Wow. How many of you feel like you wandered around for 40 years and God got a hold of you? Thank you, Jesus. Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days getting the, the commandments. How many of you know when you're in the presence of God, a minute, it'll seem like a minute and it could be hours. The exodus lasted 40 years. I wonder if Israel had been more attentive and willing. Of course, you try to get 6 million plus people anywhere together on the same page, right? 40 years. I wonder if they would have been a little different people if it had only lasted maybe a year. How many of you know it takes God sometimes a long time to reach us? 40 years. And how about Jesus fasted 40 days in the desert? 40. Quarantine. A lot of theologians have decided that that word 
quarantine represents change. Wow. Wow. How many of you would agree change has been across the board? Your life, your family, your circumstances, your jobs, your homes, the atmosphere. Uh, your life will never be the same. Change. Now, for some of you, change is an evil word, but don't let it be. Decide, choose today that change is good. Change is good. I looked up in the Hebrew the word for change and for choosing. Now here's a, a good one. The word shana, S-H-A-N-N-A-H. Shana. I said, okay, God, what does that mean? He says, well, it has a two-fold meaning. First of all, it represents the number two. I said, okay. He says, so it has two meanings. Shana. It means to duplicate or repeat. And if you look at the year, Shana always referred to a year, one year. And I said, well, what does that all mean? And God says, well, every year we do some things that don't change. We go through the four seasons, well, for some of us states. We always see growth and nature, you know, reproduce itself. He says, for a, a lot of people, you are driving the same car maybe for the year, or you're doing things that don't change. They duplicate themselves. They repeat. He said, but the second meaning is change. Shana. Shana means to, first of all, Repeat, duplicate, or it means number two to change. And the thing about Shana is you have a choice. And I challenge you in this season, Shana, change. And make the choice. Say, God, I don't want to stay the same. I don't want to be the same. I want to change. But it's really up to you. Up to all of us. Are we going to stay the same or are we going to change? And I want to tell you something. When you say, God, I want to change, he's going to take you down some paths that are not familiar. He's going to take you down some paths that you're going to go, ooh, that makes me nervous. He's going to take you down some paths that you're going to say, okay, God, I have to totally depend on you. But it's all good because God forbid we should ever stay the same. You choose. You're going to be the same after COVID-19 or you're going to be different. 15 minutes daily. That's going to be a change for some of you. 
15 minutes solid every day. I'm going to jump and shout. I don't care if you're in your car. Put on your mask as you go places and get in your car and just start shouting hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I go in my backyard. Many of you know I do this routinely. I go out backyard just to pick up poop. So I'm praising God with my little bags. I'm praising God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Talk to me, Jesus. Wherever you find yourself. 15 minutes a day. Please, I need these praise reports because I know it's going to change your atmosphere. Quarantine. Listen, it is a time of preparation. We have gone through in this quarantine a time of preparation. By God, if you serve Jesus Christ as Lord, now, you might be sitting out there today and say, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know Jesus like that. Well, listen, right now, dedicate your life or rededicate your life with me. And let's give it to the Lord so that you can belong to him and so that he can change your life. And just pray with me. Jesus, I love you. I don't maybe know you that well. But I love you, and I want to serve you, and I feel to give you my life this morning. I feel to rededicate my life this morning. So Jesus, come in. Come in. Come into my heart and take up residence there and be Lord over my life. Thank you. Thank you that you're the only God in the universe that died Shed your blood and rose again. And your bones are not in the grave. So thank you, because I'm yours now. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Wow. You know what you just did? You said, God, prepare me, change me, do what you got to do so that I can be all I'm supposed to be. Wow. Hallelujah. That's worth 15 minutes of praise. God has been doing something. He's been up to something this whole time. People kept saying to me, where is God in this? He's doing something. I was on the phone with one of my family members last night, and they said, Why, what is God doing? Why is he doing this? Because he's up to something. And if he hasn't done that yet in your life, don't give up because he's changing your atmosphere. And you're looking around going, wow, where am I? It's time for change. It's awesome. I found another scripture that they don't have, but I'll just tell you what it is. Philippians 1.12. Paul says, what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Wow. What has happened to me, what has happened to you, has actually served to advance the gospel. Philippians 1.12. I said, wow, Lord, that scripture was for this word this morning. Because you have been up to stuff in this COVID. God is so good. He's been up to something.
Isn't it interesting that 40 days quarantine, listen, God's in it. God's in it. Environmentally, let's take a peek at that. Interesting. Rivers are cleaning up. Vegetation's growing. The air's cleaner. Less pollution. Except if you go to Costco's and some of the grocery stores. Right? Listen. Put your masks and your gloves in the garbage cans. Help out. Don't throw that junk on the ground. But for the most part, less pollution. Less theft and murder. Healing is happening. Many are finding Christ. I stopped in to pick up some food, and the little gal there was new, and she said, how do I find Jesus? Oh, honey. And I said, I can't hold your hands, but I said, just pray with me right now. See, there's going to be a change, a new way to evangelize. Be open to whatever God wants to do. I had one of the gals come into the church the other day, and, you know, she walked in, and she had her gloves on and her mask, and, you know, she said, ooh, Dr. Cheryl, I like your purse, and she touched my purse on my desk. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, give her that purse. He always does that with me. So I said, okay, don't leave yet. And she's standing at the doorway. I'm sitting at the desk. And so I hurried up and got a manila envelope. And I just dumped everything in the manila envelope. She goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm not giving you my stuff, but I got to give you my purse. She said, why are you doing that? And she started crying. I said, because you touched it. She goes, really? I said, no, God told me to give it to you see what can you do to advance the gospel in quarantine what can you do to change your atmosphere and change somebody else's atmosphere everything is cleaner it's the first time listen we've made history hello i don't know of any other generation other than israel where, Bible times, where we have literally seen the earth at rest. That's kind of cool. The earth has been at rest. We've made history. We've lined up scripturally. We need to enjoy this time because we are going to look back and we're going to say, man, I wish I would have this. I wish I, don't even go there. Just start now. Start now praying and spending quality time with God and let him change your atmosphere. Romans eight twenty eight. This is probably one of my favorite scriptures in the whole wide world. We know, we know, we know. See, if our hearts belong to him and we're walking with Jesus, and if you gave your heart to him for the first time today, then you're going to know. We know that all things, not just the good stuff, not just the stuff that we can find easy to do. All things, the hard stuff, the stuff that we're looking at going, I don't know, that's a big risk. I don't know, that's a big step to take. I don't know, that's going to pull me out of everything I'm used to. All things work together 
for good, for good, for good, not for your destruction. For good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purposes. I don't know about you, but all I want out of my life is to serve God and do what he wants me to do. All I want. See, this life is temporary. It's This whole quarantine has had to make me examine what's important. What's really important. And all I want to do is serve God. And Paul said it in Philippians 1.21. He said to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, I don't want to die because I got a lot of stuff I want to do for God here that he wants to use me. But my, por- my point is, what's your purpose? Who are you? Because if your answer is anything except I'm here to serve God and I'm trying to find my purpose in God. That's really all that matters. How many of you want to get to the get to heaven and stand before Jesus and all you want to hear is man you did a good job. Good job. Well done. You are good and you are faithful and you served. He couldn't care less. I used to make 300000 a year. He don't care. He's not impressed with your income. He's not impressed with all your little works you do. He's not impressed with, you know, how many good mitzvahs you do. He's impressed with you because he created you. And he's impressed with who you are. And when he looks at you, listen to me. He does not see sin. When you belong to him and he looks at you, all he says is, wow, you're awesome. And you'll say, but I did this in my life. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Because the blood got applied to that and it's gone. It's erased. It's as far as the east is from the west. So I don't know what you're talking about. And how many of you love that? God's resting the earth and he's using everything you're going through for your good, to change your atmosphere. How about this? We're in the year 2020 and it's a census year. Now that's kind of interesting. Jesus was born during the census. See, I, what I see is God just laying us line up right now with what was happening in Bible times. We're lining up with the word, lining up with him. He's giving you 2020 vision. See, if, if you come out of Jewish heritage, symbols and numbers and all of that were important, not just accidental. Nothing's an accident in your life with Christ. And so perfect vision, perfect vision. You're going to see like you never saw before. You're going to walk around going, wow, I never saw that that way. Wow, look at that. Because he's given you perfect vision. Again, Hashem, Hashem, Hashem is in control. And you're trusting Jesus. Say, I trust you, Jesus. 
That's the starting place. And then watch out what he does. Because God spoke to me for today to tell you the best, the best, the best is yet ahead. The best is yet ahead. If you thought your life was good, it ain't nothing to the what's coming down the pike when you have separated yourself and pressed into him. He said, get ready. The best is yet ahead. Thank you, Jesus. A time of change. A time of changing your atmosphere. God said one of the things he's changing is he's not going to allow his people to be silent any longer. No more silence, body of Christ. No more silence, church. No more being politically correct and super tolerant. No more. You're going to have a voice. And it's time to speak out. Well, I'm going to let so-and-so know. and have No, 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 not that way. But speak out truth and speak out the word of God and stop being silent. Don't accept, now hear me. Say, I'm listening, Pastor. Don't accept the new normal as fear and trepidation and sickness and death and isolation and distancing myself and hardship and fear and anxiety and doubt. That's not the new normal. That's what the enemy's trying to perpetrate, but that's not the new normal. The new normal is knowing him like never before. Time with him, talking to him first. Letting him in on how you're feeling, how you're doing. The new normal is focusing, focusing. No more distraction. No more. No more running here, there, and everywhere. No more. The new normal is repentance. Repentance. I've had people say to me recently, I'm sick of repenting. I'm sick of repenting. What now? I say, understand why you're repenting. That's what's next. Because if you're sick of it, then you don't get it. We repent so that we humble ourselves. And God works with a broken and contrite spirit. But repentance is not groveling and snot all over the floor. I mean, sometimes it can be. But every time you repent, listen to me, repentance cuts off. Cuts off the enemy's legal rights. And he gets booted out. He has no say. It, the judge of the universe looks at him in the courtroom and says, get out. Because I'm in charge. And they've humbled themselves. That's why God loves repentant hearts. That's the new normal. Awaken! That's the new normal. The church has been asleep. But God said he's looking at the nations and he's looking at how we're handling all this and he's looking to see if people are putting him in position. And listen, God spoke to so many of us leaders and so many intercessors and he said, I am pleased with America. 
And I'm going to start moving like never before. And he's waking us up. Listen, God got your attention with quarantine. He got all of our attention. But it's awesome because we're waking up. The apathy. I used to cry out to God, God, the apathy in the body of Christ. And he says, I'm coming. And he's waking us up. And there's no more apathy. We're going to speak out. We're going to speak the word of the Lord and watch things change right before our eyes suddenly. Another thing he said about 2020 vision is you're going to begin to see the enemy the way God sees him. And that will change your atmosphere. You're going to see the enemy. You're going to see God start putting a light right on the enemy plans. You're going to see things in this next season exposed, evil exposed and dealt with. You're going to see world leaders that have evil in their hearts and and God has just been long-suffering and trying to get their attention and they won't. And you're going to just see stuff in this next season where they're going to die off and God's going to refresh and bring into alignment. You're going to see it. You're going to see exposing of dirty schemes in our In our nation, Washington, you're going to see some turning around. You're going to see God deal with media in this next season. It's a good thing. Changing the atmosphere. We cannot go back. We cannot go back. I'll just keep pounding the people of God with this. No going back to what was. No going back to distractions and busyness and running around. And he's resetting everything. He's pushing the reset button on our minds. He's pushing a reset button on our lives. He's pushing a reset button on our hearts. It's going to be different. Why? He needs a people ready, rising up, praising him and changing the atmosphere so that we're ready to take on this next great awakening of souls coming into the kingdom. As I was preparing this word and I was ending what I was going to say, God said, you know what? So many people have made the excuse, I don't have any time. I don't have any time. He said, well, I've gotten rid of the excuse. He says, now it's up to you to change your atmosphere and use the time. How many of you have said, God, you've given me a lot of time now. I've talked to folks who have said, man, my closets are cleaned out. My drawers are cleaned out. I've scrubbed every inch of this house. So we got a clean atmosphere. He wants you to change it spiritually, clean it out. No more negativity. No more focusing on the problem and everything. No, God says, I've changed it all. I've given you time, and that time is mine, he says. 
I want us to look at this clip this morning. It's called A Question of Faith, and it's called Thank You, Lord. Let's watch. I offered him my references, but he said he didn't need them. He didn't want them. He just really didn't say anything at all. He just gave me the job. I mean, who does that? Who gives you a half a million dollar contract? God does. Pray with me, John. We need to thank him for all that he's done for us. Lord, you are the most merciful. And we know that you hear our prayers and you answer them when we need you the most. And you are the only authority over time and your timing has never been more perfect and more merciful <laughs> and Lord we know you're good to those whose hope is in you and if we seek you with a quieted soul we'll be able to hear your whispers of goodness all around us but if we're loud then our hearts are filled with hate when you're speaking sharing us of goodness. We will miss it. I missed your goodness, Lord. Thank you for giving us our daughter's life back. Thank you, Lord. I want you to prepare your hearts for communion. So go grab some communion elements. Well, I don't have grape juice and crackers. That's okay. Grab anything, a piece of bread and some water. It doesn't matter. It's, we're going to take communion for what it is. And I've had some folks come against me even in this season. Well, I don't agree with communion all the time. Well, that's okay. You don't have to take it. <laughs> you do you. But communion is a cleansing. It's a washing. It's a healing. But also God has shown me through the years, communion is a weapon of warfare. Jesus didn't die just for you. He died for all of mankind, but it has to be appropriated. And his shed blood was also provided as a way to crush the enemy's head. And it's done that. And every time we, we do communion, we do it in remembrance. And we make this sacrifice. And if you'll study 1 Samuel chapter 7, you'll see that when they went to war, it said, as he made sacrifice, the enemy began to turn on himself. Sometimes I like a break from having to be the one to go beat the enemy's head in. I like it when he just turns on himself and he just destroys himself. So as we take communion this morning, I want you to keep that in mind. You're fighting the good fight. And I'm going to ask Dr. Scott to come up and take communion.
receive and, and do the communion table. But I want to pray as we close. And we're going to close with that song that you saw at the offering. Because we're going to praise him. And if you're sitting in your home, you can praise him. And I don't care. The kids should be there too. Let them jump up and down. Kids are good at making noise. So let them shout praises to God. Let them dance around and you dance around. Amen. Because we're changing this atmosphere. Father, we are your people. And as we go today, change our atmosphere. We're blood-bought. We're purchased and we're the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so and we say so. And God, we come. You are our judge. Jesus shed his blood. We stand in that place and appropriate it. We cry out to you this morning to cleanse us, to heal us, and restore us. Create those clean hearts in us, oh God. And above all, give us a fresh passion. We need passion, God, for all that you have us to do in your kingdom. So, God, we stand before you this morning. We stand in the gap, and God, cleanse our nation, cleanse us, our children, grandchildren, our families, every person attached to us. Cleanse us and cleanse our nation. Cleanse our world. We believe by faith. Everything about you, God, we believe by faith. We believe you change hearts, and we're thanking you this morning for pressing the reset button on our spirit, soul, and bodies. And God, we have all authority under Jesus, so we take it right now. All authority over the powers of darkness, the forces of evil, and we say no sickness, no disease. We draw the bloodline over the doorposts and over our possessions and our families and our pets and everything connected to us. We take authority and say none of it. No disease can come near our physical homes and our bodies. None. We stand and believe that as we turn to you, to your word, to your ways, to your purposes, that, God, we humble ourselves, seek, our, seek your face, and, God, you're healing. You're healing our physical bodies, our land. You're healing the land that surrounds us. You're healing, God, because, Father, thank you. Thank you. We praise you. We're changing our atmosphere. Hallelujah. Just begin to thank him right now and praise him right where you're at. And Dr. Scott's going to come up and present the communion table and close us out for today. Amen. God bless you. Love you. So excited to be alive in this hour. Amen.